This is Getting Lit with Linda Mora, the podcast where you can come and get lit, Canadian lit, that is. Join Linda as she talks about authors in Canada and sometimes with them, using her expertise to shed light on recent and not-so-recent writers. And now, get set for Getting Lit with Linda. Hi, this is Linda Mora, the writer and host of Getting Lit with Linda. Today I'm doing something a little more unusual for this podcast. I'm going to focus on some of the writers shortlisted for the annual Quebec Writers Federation Awards. For those of you listening to us from parts of Europe or India or the Philippines, yes, I know you're out there listening. These awards are given to writers in the province of Quebec only. So they're not open to writers across Canada unless they were actually living in the province for at least a couple of years. Well, several years ago, I actually served as the president of the Quebec Writers' Federation because I think it's a fabulous organization that really does operate on a lot of goodwill and cooperation and just sheer love and passion for good writing and writing community. That's one of the reasons the executive director, Laurie Schubert, reached out to me to ask if I'd cover their annual awards. Although toward the end of today's episode, I'll also include a shortlisted poet, The focus is largely on the prize for children's and young adult literature for an outstanding book by a Quebec writer named after Janet Blatchford. I actually knew Janet and worked with her on the board for the Quebec Writers' Federation, and I knew her to be a dedicated member and a serious writer in her own right. She was always so supportive and warm and kind As one example, she saw to the arranging of flowers for the annual Quebec Writers Federation Gala. She brought beauty and generosity with her wherever she went. So the award speaks to me in this very personal way, because it also speaks to me about the magnificent Jen Blatchford. Over the years, I should add, some of my favorite children's and young adult writers have won this prize, including Raquel Rivera, Marie-Louise Gay, and Monique Polak, who is once again named to this year's shortlist. Well, this year, we had the opportunity to hear from the other writers shortlisted for this prize, and so I thought we could use this episode to give you a sneak peek at some of the shortlisted writers, and the gala itself slated for November 24th. I'll have a link in my show notes to the QWF's website where you can get more information about the gala. There were four writers shortlisted for the Children's and Young Adult Writers Prize, named after Janet Blatchford. So this one, the first one, is from Monique Polak, speaking about her book, Room for One More, published by Carbon Publishing. This middle grade novel is about a family that adopts a war refugee during World War II. It takes place in Montreal, and uh, he has this kind of secret past. We also asked Monique what her motivation was for writing her book, and this is what she had to say. This book came to me kind of as a gift. I was at a a party at McGill Faculty Club, and um, a lady I sat next to told me the story upon which uh, Room for One More is based, that her family actually did adopt a a war refugee uh, during the Second World War. They lived in in Westmount in Montreal. And uh, I I knew, as soon as I heard it, I knew it it was a material for a book, and I wanted to be able to tell a Holocaust story that wasn't set, as most of them are, in Europe. I wanted to tell it from a North American perspective. And I befriended um, 
the lady and we stayed friends for many years until she died and I went over and visited her every week at a senior's residence in Westmount. Alongside Monique, Sujay Sokol was shortlisted for her book Z, published by Bouton d'Or Acadie. This is what she had to say about her book. Z is the story of a kid who can hear the thoughts and experience the emotions of those around her, and how this causes problems for her as she strives to find her own path and figure out what she thinks and what she feels about things. It's also the story about her mother, Emma, Emma's best friend, Malcolm, who is the sperm donor, Malcolm's boyfriend, Pedro, who also has ESP, and Mina, who's Emma's other best friend, and how the four of them finally figure out that along with Z, they constitute a family. We then asked her, why she published her book. I wanted to write a story about empathy, which is something that fascinates me and which I think has the power to change our world for the better. But I also wanted to speak about the burden of empathy, particularly when that burden is shouldered by only a small segment of our society. And finally, we asked Nadine Nima, the author of Journal of a Traveling Girl, published by Wandering Fox Heritage House, who responded thus about her book's publication. Um, it's a story, it's a historical fiction novel for um, young readers. And so it is the story of, it follows three best friends that go on the Clicho annual canoe trip, retracing the trails of their ancestors and the adventures that the girls have along this journey and the secrets that they have together. Um, but it also teaches about the Clicho land claim and self-government agreement and so the teachings take place generally around the fire in the evening by um, one of the girls' grandparents. And in addition to learning about the Clicho Agreement, the grandparents also share stories about their traditional way of life um, when they grew up following the caribou and so forth. And those are stories that were actually shared with me by the elders of the community of Wekwiti when I lived there. And she responded thus about and the reason for her writing it. Um, I was actually asked to write this book by one of the Clicho leaders um, based on an article that I that was published in 2005. So I worked for many years with the Clicho people, first as the manager of the community of Wekwiti and then helping negotiate their land claim and self-government agreement. And after the effective date, I wrote an article about the importance of the agreement and the celebrations around the effective date. And John Bizo, one of their leaders, asked if I could write a children's story to teach the youth about this important time in their history. So that was the seed to the book. And then I went on the um, annual canoe trip, retracing the trails of the Clicho ancestors a couple of times. And that's where I got the inspiration for the whole fictional part and decided that the canoe trip would be the through line to the story. There are, of course, other awards, and these include the Cole Foundation Prize for Translation, the Concordia University First Book Prize, the Mavis Gallant Prize for Nonfiction, the Paragraph Hugh McLennan Prize for Fiction, and the A.M. Klein Prize for Poetry. Well, it's the last prize for which there are four nominees, one of which we had the opportunity to interview. The four nominees include Sarah Burgoyne for Because of the Sun, published by Coach House, Jesse Jones' The Fool, published by Goose Lane Editions, Sarah Venart, I Am the Big Heart, published by Brick Books, and Clara Duplessis' Hell Light, Flesh, 
published by Palimpsest. Many of you will remember Duplessis's book from a previous episode in which I addressed that very fine collection. While Bernard was available to speak about her book, I Am the Big Heart, this is what Bernard had to say about her collection. It's about, uh, it's about big-heartedness. It's about the difficulties and the desire, I guess, and the difficulty of um, trying to be um, empathetic to everyone when you are a caretaker to a family and also your parents and the world around you while trying to be an artist. I think that's about it, yeah. And this is why she felt compelled to write the book. So what compelled me to write this book was um, where I was in my life, I guess. At the time that I was struggling to write it, um, I was really frustrated with writing because I was having, I had two young daughters um, in diapers at the same time. My parents were, one of them was very ill with cancer, my mother, and my father was also struggling. And I, yeah, I just felt torn. I'm here in Montreal and they were in New Brunswick. So there was a lot of, um, a lot of places where my heart was, I guess, at the moment that I was trying to write. Um, and I felt a lot of pressure to write because my first book came out in 2007. So I went, I was home a lot for the writing of this book and I would just write whenever I could. So often I would just kind of memorize little pieces of poetry and keep them in my head. And then that became kind of the persona of the, the poems was this person who was struggling. Well, I've been to many galas before, including the Governor General's Awards, where after the long drive from Montreal to Ottawa, I threw on a full-length ball gown over my jeans and waltzed into the Rideau Hall. They're a lot of fun, and I love the opportunity to wear these outfits. Really, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Fashion Fridays. Last Friday of each month, we should all be dressing up for no reason. This is no exception for the Quebec Writers' Federation Gala, several of which I've had the opportunity to attend, and even more exciting, I think, for the award winners. Now, not having had a book nominated for such an award, I finally asked all of these nominees what they experienced when they heard they were on the shortlist. I was thrilled. I was really surprised and thrilled. Happy. <laughs> Delighted, happy. Uh, writing's a quiet, lonely business, so it's nice to get some, sometimes some good news from the outside world. Uh, honored and excited. I was just, I was very surprised and excited, and I thought about the gala and how much fun that was going to be. If you want more information about the gala and the awards of the Quebec Writers' Federation, again, I've included a link in my show notes. That's it for this episode of Getting Lit with Linda. Thank you for joining me. If you do like the podcast, please do rate us on whatever platform you're using to listen to these episodes. In about two weeks' time, I'll be talking about Richard Van Camp's The Moon of Letting Go and a takeaway with Brian Fawcett's Cambodia. Thanks for listening. That was Getting Lit with Linda, hosted by Linda Mora. If you have a topic you would like to see covered, write to us at gettinglitwithlinda at gmail.com. Until next time, we hope you continue to get lit. <laughs>